What's up, everybody? We're here to talk basketball. This is Zero Gravity, presented by Apollo Media, brought to you by Zing Zang's Blazing Bloody Mary Mix, as well as The Celebrity Mint. Thank you all for sponsoring this episode. I'm here with my guy, Josh Garcia, the What Have We Learned Houston Rockets edition king. How we doing, buddy? I'm incredible, man. No complaints on this side again. You know, life is life. You know, offense is peaking. Defense, where? I don't know. I'm having fun. I'm just watching this league, man. Like Bas- Basketball's been good this year. Awesome. God, I love this shit. I love it. I, I was talking to somebody the other day, um, and he's just kind of a sports fan, casual, just like watches sports whenever, isn't super intent. He's a Dallas Mavericks fan. We're in Dallas, obviously. So, But he's been kind of tired of basketball recently in, in the last few years, and I, I agreed with him. I was like, basketball got a little weary on me. From 2020 on. I think about after the bubble, I was just like, I don't know. It, it lost its luster for a second. And I understood him first because he's like, too much flopping, too many super teams, yada, yada, yada. No. And I was like, okay, as a casual fan, I, I know where you're coming from. But I, I got him back in. I reeled him in, put the line out there, hey, just baited him in. And I was like, there's parody this year. There, there's yeah. a lot of parity. There, yeah. there isn't one team where I'm just like, no, they're they're going to win the finals this year. Yeah. And and for a while, we had the Warriors, LeBron teams. A team was going to win the finals every year, basically. And there there were some upsets. Obviously, we had the Raptors and Cleveland winning in 2016 was right. out of nowhere, but it was LeBron. So it's yeah. like, eh, yeah. kind of. But there's parity this year, and I think it's been more exciting. Um, speaking of parity... I, I'm going to hit you with something. We were talking about this off air, a.k.a. I didn't tell you what I was going to say on the podcast, but I had something to talk about. The Denver Nuggets, defending NBA Finals champions, are missing Jamal Murray. Desperately. He makes that team go. It's the, the two-man system of Jokic and Murray. Yep. The pick and roll, the pick and pops. It just their offense flows, their defense looks good. The team just feels confident. And obviously with a superstar player like Jamal Murray, that makes sense. Yep. I'm, I'm not How long are we gonna be yet. missing? How long are we gonna miss Jamal Murray? The hamstring injury is not something that you take lightly. Right. And they haven't really said when he's gonna get reevaluated. He's on my fantasy team, so I'm a little upset because I only have one IR spot and he is currently occupying it and I have three players that are needing to be on IR. Regardless, Jamal Murray, gone for a while. The Denver Nuggets are good enough to survive this. They're good enough to just make a top six seed. Are they good enough to like get out of the Western Conference without Jamal Murray? Well, first of all, they, they've already almost done this before in the sense of they have lost him for tens of games and been fine. I mean, one-man team is cool and all. I mean, of course, their team is deep. But I'm saying on the stature of how Jokic is versus the rest of everyone in the league, I'd love to see a one-man team go to the finals. I mean, look at what LeBron has done on multiple occasions. Look at what Jokic can do if things get bad. I think he could. Um, I don't want to see it happen i would love to see full complete healthy teams come you know april may june but i mean eh, i mean i think it could i i I think they'll be fine 
uh, as long as Jamal Murray gets the – it's so funny because I never, you know, think about the legitimate care that these athletes receive and need to constantly receive. Jamal Murray will get the care. He'll be fine. He won't – there's wood right here. He won't tear anything. He'll be fine. Come April, May, June, he might only play 50 games this year. But who's to say the Nuggets can't go 55 and 27? I mean, who says no? You know, even with Jokic, who can literally give you 40, 20, and 10 every night, these are wilt numbers, people. I mean, come on. I yeah. love, I love, I love to see the team be, you know, competitive without him. But you know, I mean, who, why, why would I want to miss out on, you know, a, I don't want to say star, but one of the biggest, most important players, not just on that team, but in the conference, when healthy, when everything's going right, of course. Yeah. I, I just was asking because they, they seem a little funky. Like, they're still winning games. They've right. lost a couple of games now. Right. They're 9-4. and four. They're down to the third seed in the West, I think, which is about to change because I think the Mavericks are about to blow this game. Yeah. But I was just asking. So we're recording this on November 19th at 8.29 p.m. It's Thanksgiving week. We're recording a little bit early. We're going to release this later in the week. So if things happen that we talk about, on this podcast and they're outdated sorry about it but we're going to talk about some topics that aren't going to be outdated that will be forever present for this season but yeah i I was just wondering about jamal murray they just seem a little wonky just a little bit things happen people lose to the rockets people actually lose to the rockets all the time but that's neither here nor there you know right things happen yeah things happen of course okay of course course. um so yeah that was that was just a little quick question but let's talk about zing zang zing zang's blazing bloody mary mix go get it Today, it's got a little little tang, a little heat. Yeah. Go get some bacon, some celery. Go make your blazing bloody mary from Zing Zing. It comes pre-made in a bottle with vodka, and the vodka is delicious. Bacon infused. Oh, it's just it's delicious. But if you want to put your own vodka in it and put your own twist, go get the Zing Zing's blazing bloody mary mix, and you can make your own vodka. They've got cans, they've got big mixes like handles of bottles. It's awesome. Shout out to Zing Zing, blazing bloody mary mix. This is the Zing Zang Blazing Hot Take. Hmm. Has talent in the NBA officially outweighed coaching? And I think we've been on this train for a little bit, but I, I think it's just too prevalent now. It, it, it's coming to a head. And, I mean, it, it's about time that not, not only somebody talks about it, but we really notice what it took to get here. Um, of course, you can kind of see the groundwork with – you know, late Cleveland LeBron, you can see these superstars, you know, uh, KD and that whole squad with Steve Kerr, literally players doing huddles. And I think that is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in sports that doesn't directly involve a ball and a hoop or, you know, any other sport or puck. Um, I think it's great that players are dominating what they need to and keeping the camaraderie alive, being the best version of themselves and uplifting, but also you can see, like we said, like we mentioned last podcast with Zach Levine, you know, these, all these disgruntled players who can give you 25 on any NBA team. I mean, we were talking about Mikael Bridges. I'm not saying Mikael Bridges is on the same level, but he, you put him on the Toronto Raptors. He's giving you 25, 30 a night, you know, you keep him on the, on the nets. He could still probably give you 22, 25 a night. You know, you're having these players that are in these weird positions and they might feel powerless but then you're seeing these these teams, these players, these organizations starting to band together. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. You're seeing experiments uh, continue with uh, L.A., with the Clippers, with even the Lakers, with Anthony Davis and LeBron. 
you're seeing Phoenix, you're seeing Golden State kind of their, I hate to say their run end, but, well, actually, I don't hate to say that. No, so, not you. at all. Thank don't don't hate it at all. Thank you very much. Um, you're seeing all these squads that just have these big, deep, crazy teams, right? Um, and I think that because there's only one coach and because these players have so much power, their 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 endorsements, their contracts, their, some of these superstars are bringing in $60, 70000000 million a year. That is that is companies would dream to have that revenue. And you're talking about one person, you know? And I think it's great that we're seeing this empowerment that has led us that, that, that has been happening for you know a very long time now. But it's really starting to come to a head. And honestly, the only two coaches that really have full on control, I'd at least say at the moment, of course, we're outside of looking at people. I'm in Houston, you're in Dallas, we're talking over a screen. We only know so much. But Ime Udoka. Eric Spolstra, fuck you, Miami Heat. First of all, no, 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 no. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm doing the thing again. I'm doing the thing again. I'm really sorry. It's fine, it's that. fine. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, I'm wearing my Heat hat next episode. <laughs> Damn, I shouldn't have brought it up. Um, it's great that uh, you know we are seeing some coach-led teams, very clearly coach-led teams. Um, but it's great that these players are just doing their thing and leading and ice. You can say what you want about ISO ball, but ISO ball is more prevalent than ever these past couple of years. You know, it's we're seeing 125, 130 being scored once, twice, three, four, five times a night. And that is what makes basketball basketball. We can have these purists and we can have these purists, you know, maybe like you, maybe like other people who love the Miami Heat, love these little, you know, 94, 95 point games where they're giving up 84, 85, you know, maybe 90. Um, but I want action. I'm watching sports. I am watching these superhuman athletes do superhuman things. Why would I want to see less of that? Of course, I mean, if you have, you know, people like Ben Wallace, Ron Artest, even uh, Draymond Green when he's normal, which is very rare now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's great that they can, you know, have have these uh, defensive squads like they used to. But, I mean, it's not happening anymore. It's really not. And uh, I think it's great that uh, – player empowerment is number one before anything else. And a lot of these owners are kind of catching up to it too, um, which is, like I said, it, it's amazing that they can continue to, that these players can, can uh, continue to almost have control of the locker room. It's probably the third or fourth time I've mentioned this, but the players only meeting with the Bulls, game one. Who is doing that in the 80s and 90s? Are you oh, think man. Bill Lambeer and Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan are, are, are going against their coach? No, no, no. It- I, I just laughed so hard that Billy Donovan was like, y'all want me in here? And they all were like, get the fuck oh, get out the of here, dude. Out of here. No one cares. And he's like, yeah, roger that, brother, and cool. I'm out. Cool. And he just walks into his office, and that, that, was, that was the end of that. But like you said, Ime Udoka has captivated a Houston Rockets team, and they, they've added players. They obviously added Dylan Brooks. They yeah. added Fred Van Vliet. It takes a village. And, but it's largely the same roster with a new coach and and two good players that you arguably overpaid for that they weren't going to get that much on the open market from other teams, but getting them at that price means much more to the Houston Rockets than it would to any other team that was receiving either of those two players. So I understand overpaying for them, getting them to Houston, no state tax, by the way. So not, not a bad deal, not a bad deal when you get more money and no state tax, but Ime Yudoka's system, his culture has created something 
with the Houston Rockets where they're comfortable in their own skin and they're doing things that they weren't comfortable doing under Silas last yeah. season and the yeah. year before. Alperen Shingun isn't anchoring a defense, but he's performing well on a defense. Yeah. Jalen Green is trying on defense. Thank God. It took him three years, but it's a wild concept. Yeah. Um, Jabari Smith Jr., like he, he's, can always try on defense. He just hasn't looked the part a lot of the time, but he's got the talent. He can do it. But the system that's being implemented and the expectation that Udoka has created is the most important part for the Houston Rockets. And I think him and Eric Spolster are the only two coaches that matter. Greg Popovich, sorry, bud, you're old. You have a shitty team. Yep. I don't care. Yep. Like, Wimby being in that organization is huge for him, but Pop, time's up. Yep. Time's up. Yep. Spo, uh, we've seen it. He he weathered the early Miami days with LeBron, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, learning how to deal with personalities and egos, I guess is what you would say, while also creating expectations and a culture where if you do not live up to your expectations, you will get replaced. I don't care who you are, how much money you make. Doesn't matter to me. This is my team. This is how it's going to go. If you don't want to do that, We'll get rid of you. We'll find somebody else that will. Yep. And they proved that time and time again. So I think the Rockets are on that path with Ime Yudoka. It's been interesting to watch. They've been fun to watch in a weird way. Like yeah. they, they play that gritty, gross kind of defense. They, yeah. I like to see with the Miami Heat, but they also have an offense where Jalen Green or Albert Shingun can like flow, free, free flow the way NBA has become in the last few seasons. So it's been fun to watch. I, I think. Yeah, we're absolutely at a point where players matter more. Yeah, yeah. Players run the house. It is what it is. And that's, in my opinion, that's how it should be. But uh, also, I just want to add one more thing with the Houston Rockets. I mean, I've never watched a team, uh, especially, I mean, in those first three games. But in general, you know, some of these games are just, you know, damn, this stinks. I want to die. This is how I feel when I'm yeah. watching these teams and uh, these games with it doesn't matter who's playing the, the Rockets. They play up to them. Even when we were, even when, sorry, even when they were 0 and 3, um, teams were still playing up to them. And, it, and it's great that we have, they have that respect in this league when Steven Silas wasn't, wasn't getting anything and he wasn't getting anything by the players either. And I think that's why those two, three years were such a disaster class is because there was no hope. There was no end. There was no light at the end of the tunnel. And that's what, I really wanted to focus on, especially with my season preview, check it out, ApolloHOU.com. Um, I mean, these squads, you know, they, they nobody has a light at the end of the tunnel on these past Rockets teams, or nobody has had a light at the end of the tunnel. And that was my biggest fo- uh, focus, uh, focal point this past year was we see the light. We're not just getting in. We're not just getting in from afar. We are in the middle of the tunnel, and we see what's happening outside. Everybody's having a grand old party, and we are about to pop out we got the best fit on we got the best jeans on man it's a party and we're so happy that we're invited because we haven't been invited for three four years now i mean it's it's great it's great yeah and with the rockets you don't have like super duper star on your team you just have good players yeah. you have quality players yeah. and with the heat jimmy butler's aging bam Adebayo is incredibly elite but i don't know if you call him like a super duper star he's a superstar He's, he can win def- Defensive Player of the Year. He could be on an All-NBA team, but past that, I, I don't know. 
So it's the same kind of thing. Like they don't have just a Kevin Durant or a LeBron or Luka Doncic, whoever it may be, just walking around on those rosters. And they're competing each and every night. They play hard. They're fun to watch, even though it's a little gross sometimes. But yeah. they're, and they're fun to watch. So, yeah, the talent in the NBA is just crazy. We're going to have an expansion draft here in the next couple of years, I would assume, with yeah. Las Vegas and another team. Seattle, got to be. Got to be Seattle. Yeah, I just don't know how you add to, like, do you move Memphis to the east and another team, New Orleans maybe? Yeah, I mean, if we're, go- if we're going straight off of uh, these people here, these people here, sure. Yeah, you got to gotta move two teams to the east if you're adding Vegas and right. Seattle. Because right. that's the one thing I haven't liked, like in SEC, Texas A&M is in the west, Missouri is like, just as far west as Texas A&M is, if not more. And uh, they're in the east. Yeah. Don't like it. Yeah. But I, these things happen man. for a reason. So just let's figure that out, NBA. Maybe we'll yeah. talk about that in a yeah. later episode and what an expansion draft would look like. Yeah. But yeah, talent in the NBA is definitely outweighed. Coaching, that's been the Zing Zang's Blazing Bloody Mary Blazing Hot Take. Thank you to Zing Zang for sponsoring this episode. So what's the celebrity meant? Let's get into the celebrity meant. They're also, they have also sponsored this episode, The Celebrity Mint. Go check them out at CelebrityMint.com and The Celebrity Mint on social media. They've got these awesome tokens. Ric Flair, Mike Tyson, gold tokens. They've got player cards that are also gold and silver. They're awesome. We did an unboxing on our Instagram. Go check that out with Des and Garrett. Shout out to The Celebrity Mint for sponsoring this episode. Go follow them on social media and check out their website. You can go get stuff on their website. Go get those tokens. Ric Flair, Mike Tyson. We've got a Mike Tyson signed glove in the office somewhere, too. Just the celebrity mint. We love you. They're a proud part of the Apollo family. They're a Houston-based company. So go check out the celebrity mint. Has scoring officially hit its peak in the NBA? I know we're talking NBA topics, not necessarily players or certain teams, but I think scoring has hit a point where... You said it earlier in this podcast. Anyone can go grab 25. Anyone can go grab 30. A lot of players can go grab 40. Luca talked about it on J.J. Reddick's podcast last year. The European League is much easier. It's so easy to score 30 in the NBA. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, what, it what are we doing? It, it's so strange because, like I mentioned earlier, and this kind of went into the t- talent over coaching, yada, yada, yada. But I think it's so important to realize that these people can give you so much value at any point. I mean, of course, you know, we're going to shit on these people when they play bad, like any, like any league or any, any fan would. But I mean, you put, you put Jalen Williams on, I keep saying Toronto, but I mean, you put Jalen Williams on the Wizards on Toronto, he might average 22, 23, you know, if he gets the right minutes. And I think it's so great that we're seeing these levels of talent that Honestly, I mean, could we say we've ever seen it before? I mean, I'm sure we have these, we've had these iconic players, these iconic moments, but I mean, I've never been able to name more than six players on a team that can give as much value as 10 out of, let's say, you know, 12 or 14 OKC Thunder players or Rockets players. It's just different. It's different now. There's one ball, one man with the ball, one basket, but we're still seeing this uptick, not just of three to four points you know, a game for, uh, for offenses, but you're seeing us, you're seeing teams average 115. You're seeing teams consistently go for 120. And it's just like, this is just different. 
and and of course you you can kind of this is almost like a glass half full glass half empty deal it's like is there too much offense is there not enough defense i think it is perfectly merged i have the amount of defense that i've seen that is so cutthroat i mean of course you know you're you I could sit here and sound like an old head and be like, oh, they don't do hand checks anymore. Da, 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 da. All these all these rules that shouldn't have been in there in the first place. You know, these teams and these players are just so different now. And it's it it feels I'm just so blessed to be able to see it. You know, I feel like I, I need to appreciate it for what it is because Lord knows in five or ten years when, you know, if they make if they expand to a four point line, I don't know, I don't know what Adam Silver's doing. I don't know. Yeah. But let's say in a hypothetical world, you know, they they put a four point line and they bend all these rules for all these superstars you know we might be seeing teams averaging 140 a game in five ten years i'm not saying that it's going to happen but i'm just saying no it's definitely possible yeah so we've seen this a few times in nba history so the aba merger that happened in the 70s teams were scoring 120 130 regularly i think a lot of the teams in the nba and the aba were just scoring 120 whenever they wanted it was literally their average for 60 games to 70 games so how many ever games they played back then then we saw it again in the 80s before the mavericks come in before the expansion teams come in there was a peak i think most i think the league average was like 118 points per game did a speech about this in speech class in mississippi state one one year i had to take like a speech class where you had to go give speeches and prove why the nba is better because of the nba and the aba merger very easy um but yeah, I did research on it, and I think the league average was like 118, 119 points per game in the 80s. Uh, Larry Bird, Celtics, the Magic, uh, Lakers, all that kind of stuff. So it's happened, and then it plummets because they expand and teams get worse. So they can only protect in between five and eight players. I don't know what they're going to end up doing for this one. Yeah, it's going to be a strange Because um, there's so much talent. So like, if you get the eighth, ninth, tenth guy on the bench, like, you're not going to be very good, but you could probably beat the Wizards. Oh, yeah. Jordan Clarkson leading the Las Vegas whatever. They're yeah. In, whatever team. Come on. Like, who wouldn't whatever want to beat that? That's awesome. That's yeah. so awesome to me. So, I, I, it's going to happen again. We're going to hit a dip. We're going to enjoy these next few years. And in the next five years, there will be two teams. I, I said two years. I think you could get in two years. I think they announce them, and then they yeah, start making right. plans, and they right. build the arenas, or they figure out where they're going to play. Luckily, with Seattle and L.A., they or Las Vegas, they already have arenas that yep. they can go play in, the hockey ones. So it's just a matter of working with the owners or who are, who's going to own the team and how's it going to work, how's the expansion draft going to work, when's it going to happen, right. et cetera, et cetera. But it's going to happen. But, yeah, anyone can score whenever they want. The Oklahoma City Thunder, 10 deep. Like, they could just all get put up 20, and you're like, oh, no, they scored 180 points tonight. Like, this sucks. It's like the all-star games. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the talent in the league is crazy. We just talked about it in the last segment. Talent is so good that it's so easy for them to score. But it's not due to bad defense necessarily. There are bad defenders in the NBA, but plenty, plenty. I think it's just skill level. Like people are just so good at scoring now that it's hard to defend regardless of how good of a defender you are. Like Grant Williams was boxing Giannis last night. We're recording this Sunday, November 19th before yeah. Thanksgiving boxing him Giannis had 40 points Andre Iguodala literally won in a finals MVP for defending LeBron where he averaged like a 30 point triple double for finals in the 2016 or 2015 finals like he literally won because he had to guard LeBron fate of the universe on the line you know who I want (laughs) players are just 
that good that it doesn't matter who's guarding them, when it's happening, what team's happening, where they're playing. People are going to score. It's going to happen. That's life. Sure happens. But uh, we're definitely, I don't want to say peaking, because this by all means could get better, however you look at it, maybe worse. Me, I think it's cool. I would love Points are good. Yeah. Points are good. I want to watch points. Like, you get blocks, you get steals, you get silly moments. Just like we were talking about with the with the NBA in-season tournament earlier last week. Like, you're going to have moments of failure, and that's awesome. But the, yeah. God, if I, if I can see 150 points a game with close games at the end, why would you not want that? Who gives a shit if they score or if they shoot 62% from the field? Cool with me. Yeah, yeah I, love playoff, it. I love it. When it comes to playoff time, people tighten up. Yeah. Defenses yeah. get better. They yeah. act as a unit. Shots get harder to make. Right, that's what it is. But you're not going to do that for 82 games where your body gives up. Your team won't win many games because you're not playing good. Basically, yeah. good basketball is really what happens. But yeah, talent's awesome. Scoring is good. Hard to argue against that. Yeah, I love it. I I just love it. I I, I think that. And maybe once these, uh, like you mentioned, uh, I love the expansion agenda you're pushing because I fully support it. Um, maybe once these teams kind of get more, I don't want to say evened out, but, you know, once you got a full 32 in there, you know, maybe people can get used to other teams more and more. You're, you Maybe they might either lessen or broaden the schedule. I mean, I'm not, not that I would want to really see 90 NBA games for whatever reason, but, you know, you, everybody needs to play everybody. Um, so you're going to be seeing within the next couple of years these just monstrous stat lines. And I want people to know – this is the last thing I'll mention on this. I, I want people to know that when you see stat lines like Jokic consistently, these aren't inflated. This isn't going to be some folklore when you're 50, 60 years down the line. Like how did he do that in a league where offense was so different or you know he was the slowest guy on the court but he was scoring the most? You know – Everybody has their own style, and I love the fact that we're witnessing so many different ones mesh. And like I mentioned before, it's one ball on the court, one basket. It's fun. Just let shit happen. Be cool. Be cool about it. Yeah, stuff happens. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, Jokic and Luka are the two players that are what have been called fat and slow. And somehow they're two of the best, like, three or four offensive players in the game. Like, Jokic is one, Lucas, you could put him wherever you want. Like, he's top five for sure, probably top three. It's, it's weird. Because, um, yeah, different styles. LeBron turning into an old head, like, I'm going to back you down in the post, yeah, or I'm yeah. just going to rest and shoot a three because I don't want to do work because yeah. he's 39 years old. Yeah. Get it. Understandable. Um, lots of different ways of how it's being happened, how people are scoring, and how teams are scoring. It's been fun. It's been fun to watch. So. And I mean, this, been, could, this could lead another argument of, uh, I mentioned it before, but is this peak NBA? Have we seen, have we seen the most and the best consistently? And I mean, of course, it'll take multiple years of playoffs and huge clutch moments and, you know, moments that we'll be able to tell our kids. Like my dad always telling me the malice in the palace story. I was three or four when it did happen. So I don't remember all of it, but my dad telling me like it was some crazy little, uh, uh, bedtime story you know what i mean when i was like 11 or 12 or 13 i was just like this is insane how do these how did these people get away with this i mean they clearly didn't get away with it i mean you're gonna be able to tell your kid about the isaiah stewart malice in the palace that's right that's right 
where he just bull rushed. Oh my god! Awesome. And then also uh, the the Draymond uh, r- running over um, Kevin Porter Jr. Oh, awesome! Yeah, and you could also just tell the Draymond Jordan pull punch story. Sure, sure. The Draymond or, everything might I add. Or the Draymond when he kicked six players in the nuts yep. when he punched LeBron in the finals in the nuts. Um, I don't know. We could just go on and on about yeah, Draymond. Yeah, stuff. I, I could so sit here. And, yeah, I could just sit here naming random moments that have affected my life in the best oh, way. I mean, you know the one that you could tell to your future children: the Jimmy Butler Minnesota Timberwolves practice. Story. Oh my god, that's top tier. He's beating motherfuckers with the G League team. Oh my god, top tier. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, NBA is good. I think it's only going to get better for another couple of years. I think they're going to expand the actual draft right. to three or four rounds as well, so you get more players on the G League get more competitive there and you have opportunities when people get injured to pull people up that are more experienced than they would be otherwise. And, and, so, and, that, and that leads to a real quick, you know, real quick thing. What I've noticed, uh, and maybe this is my take cause you know, I can only ingest so much G league, but we've been having a G league weakness issue. You know, uh, yeah, when, I noticed, when I noticed that the Rockets uh, sent down Cam Whitmore, uh, you know, I really began to see why they're doing that and why other teams should begin doing that more. Um, G League's just having an issue. I mean, of course, we could talk about attendance, you know, finances. That doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm talking ball right now. And if we expand the league or if we expand the draft, you know, you're going to see, you know, players from these mid-majors who are the leading scorers, they'll end up coming to the G League and dropping 25, 26 a night. They'll be getting called up on some uh, on some Mac McClung shit. You know, they might turn it up for a week. They might turn it up for a month. They might get a a three-year, four-year deal out of it. And that just adds to the ever-growing lore of how deep this NBA is continuing to get. Like we've been mentioning all this uh, throughout this podcast, you know, it, this league is deep. Everyone who is in a spot where they can compete is good in one way or another. And have we seen anything like this? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just glad that I am seeing it right now. That's great. Yeah, I, I think if – and when the NBA does expand that we need to do every just turn it into major league baseball. Every team gets their own G league team. Yeah. And it's a feeder system. Like you can put people down there, you can bring yeah. them back back up. You have a call it a 16 or 18 man roster or whatever. Yeah. You get roster spots that they're down in the G league, but you can pull them up at any time. You get three pull pull ups or whatever it is yeah. per season. Um, and each team has their own G league team and it filters through and it, the owners have to own the G league team and pay for them and all that kind of stuff. And there, there's budgets and TV deals that are about to come make that feasible. I I think that's the way you got to do it. Yeah. Uh, Omax prosper just went down for the Mavericks for a game the night after a Mavericks game played, put up like 26 shots and had 26 points, like awesome. ridiculous, gross stat awesome. line, whatever. But he played basketball as opposed to playing yeah. two minutes for the Mavs and garbage time. Exactly. Yeah. So he played a basketball game and then was literally up the next night played i don't know i think he played close to 10 15 minutes because it was a blowout so he was actually getting some run with the mavericks they sent him down brought him right back up yeah i I think that would be advantageous for a lot of basketball teams in the nba so yeah yeah let's do that let's expand let's keep scoring points nba is good nba is good right now it's awesome great spot that's why we're here (laughs) it's been we're in a great spot with the nba but that is our thanksgiving episode of zero gravity Apollo Media's NBA podcast presented by Zing Zang's Blaze and Bloody Mary Mix. Go get your Blaze and Bloody Mary Mix from Zing Zang and The Celebrity Mint. Go check them out at thecelebritymint.com and at The Celebrity Mint on social media. 
Thank you for sponsoring this episode. This has been Zero Gravity. We watch ball here. That's right. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Bow, bow, bow. Ha, <laughs>